the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 9 a.m., everyone. Saturday morning. Good morning. Peter Boyle's on the air everywhere. Saturday, 710 KNUS Weather Center. Weather says mostly sunny. 47 for a high today. 25 tonight. And back up 52 on Sunday. The uh, toy run is a week from this coming Sunday. And later in the morning, Robbie Farrell from uh, the general manager of Mile High Harley-Davidson. The toy run, after being away for a couple years, will return when we were talking about putting the show together for today, and this is really good work by Blake Gallagher, he immediately thought of uh, David Harsani to lead this, watching all the insanity that's been taking place in the country around Trump, who he has dinner with, Kanye West. Are we ready to go? We have him? Ladies and gentlemen, he's a good friend, kind enough to return. David Harsani is with us. David, good morning. Thanks. Welcome back to 710. Yeah, good morning. Always a pleasure. Yeah, um, do a bio so people know who you are, and then let's move into everything that we've been watching happen. Uh, well, I was a columnist at the Denver Post for around eight, nine years, uh, about more than a decade ago, I guess. Now I left, and uh, since then I've worked at National Review, helped start The Federalist, and, uh, you know, syndicated columnist. So just uh, always out there <laughs> making comments about what's going on. And then your ethnic background, I don't know if it gives you a qualifier to speak about this, but it certainly is, I think, helpful. Sure. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I grew up, you know, I'm Jewish, grew up in New York. I actually went to Yeshiva in high school, and uh, not that any of that means my position on this is more important than anyone else's, but it does give me a little bit of maybe oh. understanding back to me. No, I think it gives cachet. And um, so it begins. Oh. I, I said, I think it gives it cachet. And then, so it begins, I don't think anybody needs a, an outline, uh, more of a reaction. How do you see all of this, Kanye West, and what happened to Trump with Marlargo, and all these different figures showing up, and what's, what's really going on? Hmm. That's a big question, I guess. You know, there are a couple of different layers to it. One layer is that you're always going to have a sort of anti-Semitism, frankly, you know, some of it uh, resides in, in, in black communities in New York, for instance, where you have the Hebrew Hebrew Israelites and things like that. And, and in some sense, you have also Farrakhan and the kind of, uh, you know, Islamic uh, anti-Semitism. And that uh, kind of manifests in New York quite often with bricks being smashed over the heads of, of uh, mm -hmm. religious Jews in Brooklyn and so forth. So that's one aspect. I think that's actually more in some ways more important, though, connected to the to the rhetorical stuff that you saw from Kanye West, who I don't think is a well man, but that doesn't really excuse the the rest of it. I mean, or it doesn't really excuse what he's saying. It's for Trump's meeting with him. It's bad enough to meet with him. I mean, I don't understand right off the bat why a presidential candidate and a former president needs to meet with someone like that anyway, considering what he had said before. But also, I mean, what kind of, you know, what kind of uh, vetting or, or who, you know, does he have and who are the people around him allow him to meet with others who are openly Nazis? I think that says something bad about, you know, 
the people around him and himself and his decision making. I made I did a did a promo for this morning for the show, and I said, walking into Morlargo with two fingers in your ear saying two please," and like you would walk into Perkins, that's not going. That isn't how it happened, and I don't know. First of all, you're absolutely right. I mean, this guy's toxic, and I'm going to have dinner with him out in the open. But he brings the other two guys with him. And yeah. I, for the life of me, for a guy that I'm watching the demise of Donald Trump, but what are you thinking when you do this? Or aren't you? I think, I mean, I, the guy is just so wrapped up in his own massive ego. I think he felt like he was going to tell Kanye, listen, don't run for president. And, you know, and, and he was thinking about that sort of stuff. I'm not making any excuses for him. I think it's dumb. I don't understand why anyone would want this circus anymore. You know, uh, I think after the last election, the Republicans don't need it. I mean, let's be honest. I don't care what you think about, you know, not you, but what people think about Ron DeSantis. But would he ever, do you think, sit down and no. be down with a Nazi. No. I mean, you're going to be you're no. going to be people vetted around no. him. No, and it's going to be a professional operation, and, and mm-hmm. it's going to be competent. So, I think I think that people and the reaction I've seen tells me that people are kind of getting tired of the act anyway. Yeah, sure. well, very much so. Um, I had you know I had a conversation with a good friend of mine yesterday. We had lunch together, and he said, "Oh, Trump's going to be the nominee." And I said. I'll tell you, I'll bet two things. One, neither one of these names will be on 2024 as the presidential hopeful. Neither Joe Biden nor will Donald Trump be on the ticket. Neither one will be. I don't know who will be there, but it won't be them. And also, but there's this other sense that's going on where you have an NBA player, you have all these other, this rise again in the country, or maybe it never went away, you're right. But this, again, Someone called it normalizing hate. I thought it was an interesting term. Yeah, I should I should quickly say that I mentioned before, well, you know, the anti-Semitism within the black community, but obviously there's anti-Semitism elsewhere as well. Nick Quintess and, and mm-hmm. the people who like him are, are not usually or typically African-American. They're white. I think as people have often said, anti-Semitism is kind of a portend or a problems or kind of, in my view, like part of the authoritarian mindset if you're on the far left or you're on the far right it's kind of like part almost always part of of your thinking you know zionist as as a euphemism for Jews, things like that so it happens all over it's definitely i don't think it's an ideological problem in the sense of right or left i think it's been a problem you know it's out there i'd also say on top of this that we should remember i mean as a jew myself that i think american jews have been incredibly successful more perhaps than they've ever been anywhere on earth and also relatively safe or, you know, especially in a historical context, this is a safe place for Jews. So shouldn't overstate the, the problem. It's a fringe problem in general. Um, that doesn't mean we should ignore it either. So I don't even know what I was talking about. What no, saying. no, I, I, no, I think you're right. But it's, it's interesting to watch. And then West reappears on Alex Jones. Now, I've said to my friends that I still have in this business Alex Jones is the role model for what is to come for talk radio. Alex Jones is the, um, he's the model for what is going to happen to talk radio. And so where do they go next? How do you mean? How do you mean that? Well, there's an awful lot of things that I'm not allowed to talk about anymore. I have been muzzled by the, by the company, but there's lawsuits. 
and um, I'll just drift off into something else. Uh, when I was a young kid getting into business, I was raised by the disc jockeys, the top 40 jocks of the 50s. And they went through something called the scandals. And the best example, well, there's a number of great examples of uh, disc jockeys being on the take to play records. Um, and ended a lot of careers. But the FCC didn't hold those hearings. The Senate did. And the Senate hearings were on the control of music, top 40 music, and it was mobbed up and all the things went with it. But that's the end of Alan Freed. You know, Alan Freed dies alcoholic by himself. And they were on the take. And the, um, the, the Democratic Party will control the Senate. And there's a lot of people jonesing on talk radio about what's happened in the last two years. So yesterday or the day before, Jones, Alex Jones um, goes bankrupt for things he said on the air, for lies. And I saw yesterday that um, watching Mike Lindell, this judge flips him back and he wants to go for this huge collection of ridiculous uh, grabs for all kinds of things that were in voting machines and in software and hardware. And the judge said, no, you said you had all of this evidence. You said you had all these things. And now you want to grab all of this information to prove the claim, to prove that you made the claim. No, you said it. You said you had it. And now the, now, now the defamation suit from Dominion will move forward. And right now, the Murdochs are being deposed in New York over what Fox News did for $1.3 billion. David, the chickens are coming home. Yeah, I, I, I don't know enough about uh, Al. I mean, I think a lot of what I've heard that Alex Jones has said is, is pretty odious stuff. Mm. But, you know, so I, I assume he's a, you know, he's a, he's a conspiracy theorist and all that. I don't know enough about it, you know. And well, read stuff, about but, what he said about the school shootings and what happened to those yeah. parents. And, um, yeah. But that's the ne- that was the next stop for Kanye West was Alex Jones. Yeah, I mean, I watched some of that, and he seemed like a not a, a mentally ill person, frankly. Yeah. But again, the smirking little Nazi on the other yeah. side over there, and and when Alex Jones seems like the most reasonable person, you're wrong. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's not good. Yeah, no, but and Al- Alex Jones is on the internet. I was reading him last night praising. This is the I have the biggest show in the world now, and those kinds of things. And Alex Jones went bankrupt. He he pulled personal bankruptcy. And as you know, but you watch what happens. You watch what happens next, and it's not going to go away. And you, do you think that Herschel Walker is going to win that seat in Georgia? Unlikely. 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 So, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't think he's a quality candidate, frankly. And um, I think because Republicans are, can't win the Senate anyway, they're just not going to put in the effort and voters aren't going to come out. So I think he's probably no. going to be uh, killed, yeah. All right, so then the Senate stays in the hands of the Democrats, and that's where these kinds of hearings take place. And we'll see. It, you know, there's an aspect to this. Obviously, there are fringe people who who listen to fringy things and are hateful people who listen to hateful things. And then there are people who are partisans, let's say, in this in this context, Democrats, who lift up those voices in a way to smear people who aren't fringy and aren't that way, meaning 
they want to saddle a normal Republican who doesn't have hateful views with the views of Alex Jones or whoever. And that's also problematic. We, we like when um, that guy Spencer, the Nazi guy, mm-hmm. not the uh, uh, Muslim uh, critic, sure. was around. Uh, he, he'd have a, a, you know, he'd have a, he'd have a conference with like 200 people, mm-hmm. and there'd be like 500 media there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. also a problem, I think, that we have with the media right now. Remember the great line: the only way the Ku Klux Klan ever survived in the 50s because the only dues-paying members were FBI agents. <laughs> they would, they would, seriously, I mean, I'm reading uh, that new book, G-Man, right now about uh, J. Edgar Hoover. It's so well done. But, you know, it's the same thing. But Carney West, the other guy, Flirtes, no one knows who he was. I mean, you know, unless you're in the business and you see his name. But they certainly know Kanye. And it's bizarre. Well, now they now they know Nick Fuentes yes, because yes. Trump Trump met with him, right? right? Yeah. So, and, and why? Trump's, the people should have known that. Yeah, legitimately. I, mean, I don't think. I don't, yeah, go on. No, you say. I mean, I was going to ask. Legitimately, do you believe that Donald Trump did not know who he was, or either one of them? Who knows? I, I don't know is the answer to that. But he should know is the is also the answer, right? So. Yeah. He should know, his people should know. There's no reason to meet with people like that. And, and it's bad enough that he met with Kanye, as I said, and not even forget about the other guy. Who's, you know, just I, mean, I, I hate even mentioning his name and giving him an attention. Yeah, I, mean, you know, I, call, I call him uh, Opie Himmler, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he, I don't think he's a powerful person. I don't think anyone really cares. And, and you know, the other flip side of this is that Kanye is maybe the most, you know, famous, you know, pop star now on earth right yeah. or up there and oh, he yeah. could probably still fill out a stadium of fifty thousand people sure. in any city he goes to so that's his his views do matter and and they should be uh i don't know what they should be they shouldn't be uh they shouldn't be t- and they shouldn't have an audience with the presidential candidate and former president of the united states what do you think the motive for donald trump was to have him there like i said i think i mean my I don't know how to read him because he acts in ways I don't understand all the time. But I think that he thought that Kanye is running for president. I need to dissuade <laughs> him from that. And he's going to take votes away from me. <laughs> but you see, do, do you read those press yeah. releases oh, yeah. that Trump sends out? It's yeah. all about him, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, so sure. yeah, I don't think he even understands what was wrong with it. You see, allegedly, Kanye said that he'll be on the top of the ticket and Trump can run as vice president. <laughs> That's classic. Can you imagine the clash of those egos oh, in one like space? Yeah, it's pretty no, crazy. I mean, who's? I don't know. So, um, here's a loaded question: What happens if Trump gets indicted on any or, or, or all or all these different things floating around? What would happen? Huh? I he would still run. He would be running for president. I, I don't know what would happen. It depends what the indictment was for. I, I'm. I think that raid was thin i think there was a document um well listen if we're talking about the documents that he took i i don't know what happens with that it seems very unlikely for me that that carries any kind of serious prison term or anything in the long run it's clear to me he didn't he just you know presidents have these arguments all the time over documents um but i don't know i don't really have an answer for that question I mean, he's got new york he's got dc he's got georgia he's got these different florida if yeah, he, it depends uh, which one. Yeah, it depends which one goes forward. I, you know, now that they have his taxes, I don't know what that's going to entail either. I mean, do you think he um, proclaimed the run for president as a self-protective move? Yeah, to some, maybe to some extent. I don't know that that was the leading 
you know, but was it part of it that this was going to be self-protective? Maybe, maybe, yeah. Do you think that Donald <laughs> Trump will be on the ticket in 24, or you think Joe Biden will be on the ticket in 24? Uh, with Trump, it's, it's, it's hard for me to say as a lot of fans still, but I, I just more and more, I, I just get the sense. I don't like to make these predictions, but more and more I get the sense that people are turning away from him and turning towards a more competent person in, in DeSantis. I, that I should say, I think that's the only other choice that Republicans have right now. I don't see anyone else, uh, beating Trump. And it won't happen if a bunch of people run on the Republican ticket, like last time, if, if, if there's uh, Rubio and this guy and that guy and they split votes all over the place, then, yeah, maybe Trump could win. But if they don't do that, uh, one candidate, they coalesce around one person, that person could win. As far as Biden, no. I, you know, I don't know. That's, uh, we're getting closer and closer. And he's oh, yeah. saying he's going to run. So, so I don't know. Well, I think they say it, just as my opinion, big deal. But I think they say it because they don't want to say he's not going to be there. That lame doxum. And uh, Newt yesterday had a really interesting statement. Newt, Newt Gingrich came out and said, you know, Biden's winning. Um, what is, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, uh, people over, how can I say this? I think both when you lose and win like a midterm, people read too much into that. There's far less, I, you know, government is split right now, and there's nothing else that Biden can do other than abuse executive power, mm. basically. He can't pay. The House is not going to pass anything for him, probably. I and mean, you never know what happens. But I, I don't know that he is winning. I think that it's a, kind of a deadlock and nothing's happening there in D.C. But uh, he's certainly doing better than people thought. And he's certainly doing better than you would think that a guy who had a terrible economy and can't put a coherent sentence together would do. And that falls a lot on, on what Republicans are doing, which is, has been just terrible. There is no compelling message. There's no cohesive message. They have no leadership, um, so it's, it's a big problem. I thought the big noise was the tidal wave never hit the shore. And yeah. Biden more than survived. And if this turns yeah, out... Yeah, no, that's yeah, absolutely yeah. true, yeah. yeah. And if... I don't think Herschel Walker has a chance in hell. And... No. But even like, if you want, I don't think they can't take the Senate anymore. So I, I don't... You know, I don't think they care very much. In fact, they may think, you know, this guy's just going to kind of be uh, an irresponsible, uh, you know, incoherent senator. So they might not want him to win. I mean, maybe Mitch McConnell doesn't want him to win. (laughs) You know, that age old argument is party Trump person. Well, let's talk about Walker and see if you want to vote for him as opposed to. I mean, he's he's a disaster. And I don't know if you have all the uh, asks that come on your phone or come on your on your laptop. They keep sending out, we need money, we need money, we need money. And um, it's like sending money to the rest of them. Why would you do that? And, and it's clear, George is a perfect example of you have a guy, Kemp, who basically ran. I mean, listen, he's an incumbent and incumbents have an easier time for sure, but he he is competent, at least. And I think yeah. that goes a long way yeah. and coherent. And, uh, and you know, so I, I think those things go a long yeah. way. And Walker obviously does not exude oh. confidence, in, you know, that he's Please. confident. But he's Trump's pick. And that really carries significance. All of these people that were Trump's picks are gassed. And he is, you know, any other, any other Republican decent Republican, black, white, male, female, could have beat Warnicky. 
and they chose Walker. They, ch- they chose Herschel Walker. He was Trump's pick. And now they don't even want Trump coming into Georgia. That's 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 writing volumes right now. Yeah, there is this idea that uh, obviously I think Trump's picks were generally bad, but there is this idea that quality of the candidates hurt Republicans. And then people mm-hmm. point out, well, look at look at uh, Pennsylvania. They, their candidate had a stroke. He couldn't even speak. It's true. But that doesn't mean that the quality of your candidates doesn't matter, because I think Dr. Oz is quali- the quality of his candidacy. The problem was that he wasn't from Pennsylvania no. and no one believed anything well, he said. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I saw Oz do that I thought was uh, was the right thing was in the end, when he lost, he called and he told Fetterman, you won, which is not what a MAGA guy does. MAGA guys right. like Arizona, they'll go to their – this woman's telling people – Will you fight to the death for me and go to jail for me? And she lost. But that doesn't matter. Yeah, to, that, that doesn't matter to the mindset. And a big problem is that for for a MAGA voter, the, the, that might matter. But for a, a, a gettable suburban independent voter, they don't want to rehash no, the old elections. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't. So yeah, this game's over. That's the problem. You're the best. Have a great holiday. I'm, I'm, we probably tap into you again before that because. Um, we, it, was, it, was, it was Blake Gallagher thought of you right away. And I thought, man, that's a good grab. David Harsani, everybody. The best to you and your family. Take care of yourself, sir. Thanks for doing the radio show. Thank you. All right. Open lines, 303-696-1971. What do you make of all of this? It is officially ski season. I'm going to Winter Park tomorrow. Ski resorts are open. There's, I think, 15 or 18 runs are open in Winter Park. It's snowing in the mountains. The lifts are walking. There's a big snowstorm now. It's time to make sure you get all your gear and you're ready to get out there and have some fun. Holiday gift-giving, Larson Ski and Sport, snowboarding, skis, Larson Ski and Sport. The guys at Larson's will take the time to get to know you, get to know your family, match you with all the right brands so you can enjoy your time on the hill. If you're a renter and want to try snowboarding, bring your skis back and they'll hand you a board. Whether you need, they'll make it work. Larson's is so convenient, you can stop on the way up the hill, down, going up I-70, get off on the Kipling exit, come down the ramp. Make a left, go underneath I-70. There was a tunnel. You go under, through the tunnel, out the other side. You see the crab shack on the right, right next to the crab shack. There's a big wooden box building seven days a week. Paul, John, Marriott, all the guys at Larson's, they're just the best. Rent, buy, own, you do this, tune up. So I'm going to get my skis tuned. John and the guys at Larson, absolutely the best. Tell them I sent you seven days a week. Larson, ski and sport. 26 minutes after 9, 926, it's Saturday morning, the 3rd of December, 47 will be the high, 25 tonight, 52 tomorrow. Coming up, Dick Wadhams drops in, and then Robbie Faro, Robbie's from the general manager of Mile High Harley-Davidson, Abby Siegel's on from the press club. Are you sick and tired of living with constant pain in your knees and or your back? Joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love, it affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed uh, it's time, man. Call our friends at KC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, Peter, read, learn to read. KC uses, that's right, advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged parts of your body, joint tissue, and giving you your life back, hips, shoulders, elbows. They can all be treated with natural, bi- they're called biologics from your own body, powerful healing agents, highly concentrated. So if you're tired of steroid shots that don't work or you're tired and want to avoid surgery call qc kinetics now and schedule your free consultation learn 
Exciting new cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis and injury. No drugs, no pain meds, and no downtime. I know tons of folks have been through this natural treatment that gets you lasting relief. People here are raving about the results. Call now. Appointments are available for one thing and any week coming this week and weeks after. Call 303-900-8988, 303-900-8986, 303-900-8986. There it is. 303-900-8986, 303-900-8986. I got a question, and we'll go to the phones. Do you see any difference? You remember when uh, his name was Ahmed Alisi? He was the Boulder shooting suspect. And he went in, he killed 10 people in that mass shooting in the grocery store in Boulder. He was 21. Uh, He went into the King Supers in Boulder, left 10 people dead, including that police officer, Eric, Eric Talley, I think was his name. And the cops were called active shooter. And they found the grocery store had been turned into a bloodbath. And then they captured him. He was a Muslim. And he was born in Syria, spent most of his life here. But he was, he, was a, he was a Muslim. And they disappeared him. They deep-sixed him. You've not seen or heard from him since. You don't know much about him. Now let's move to Anderson Lee Aldrich, who killed five people, wounded 17 others in the, uh, in the, in the nightclub in Colorado Springs. What do you know about him? What do you know about him? Aldrich was arrested for allegations of making a bomb threat. We knew that. In the evacuation of about 10 homes, he taped it. But what do you know about this guy? Don't you, do you see him as, a, um, as the Boulder shooting suspect? When you do a certain kind of a crime, and he proclaims himself, or his lawyer does, as non-binary, you think he'd been in a club before? You think he'd been a patient of some physician someplace? They could turn him up. But don't you find it interesting that we know nothing at all about Anderson Lee Aldrich? I was having dinner with a friend, and I said, if this guy were a Christian, if this guy was a Republican, if this guy was pro-Trump, you would know every single detail of his life. It would be front page of the Denver Post. Now, what the media has done, and probably rightfully so, is spent a lot of time talking about the victims and what actually happened inside and the meaning, the meaningfulness of the club itself. But not a word about this guy. And I thought to myself, wow, that boulder shooter, what did we know about him? And the answer is not much. All right, Mrs. Wolf, that's a great name. Mrs. Wolf, you're on the radio show. Hi. Um, I don't know if anyone here has read a book by about Booker T. Washington. And he's a very, very interesting man. And he started the school down there in the south someplace for black people. But he had a, he met a, he believed in schooling for young black children, which most kids back then didn't get. And there was a, a fellow that was connected to Sears and Roebuck in New York. And he was in uh, Chicago. He was, he was Jewish and he helped Booker T. Washington finance these schools he started. And uh, someone said, why don't you go back to Israel? He said, I never went to Israel. I've been Ma'am, there was, there, there was no Israel then. Well, they were saying, go back to where you came from. 
He says, I was treated badly in Russia. I was treated badly in Poland. I've never been treated as well as a Jew in this country, and I'm going to help Booker T. Washington. Okay. And I just think that's a neatest story, and he did help him. Okay. So anyway, that's the, my school, the school. I believe the, the school day. I believe was Tuskegee. I think was the school. Yes, yes. And my brother, oh, my, my husband's own brother, was a tail gunner in the uh, U.S. Hmm. Army in World War II, and uh, the red tailed hawks right. that weren't allowed to fly with white people out mm-hmm. of out of uh, Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. This distracted the Nazis so that my brother-in-law didn't get killed. No, they had a remarkable record. They were called the Airmen. They were the Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah, they they were were, wonderful, but they couldn't train with white people back then. In the end... they trained them themselves. In the the end, they they did... um, They escorted bombers. um, And... uh, And that's... That's what my brother-in-law was, a tail gutter. Okay. On a B twenty four, I think my daughter, my sister in law said, and he had very high respect for them. Thank you. Have a so good, anyway, thank, that's good my morning. two cents for today. That's more thank than you. two. Thanks. Bye. Cowboy Moving and Storage recommended mover. Go to cowboymoving.com, click on customer reviews. It's incredible. Thirteen hundred reviews, very positive. Google ratings four point nine. It's unheard of. Customer reviews, the website. Here's the cool thing that they do. It's called load and holds. Cowboy Moving can do a load and hold for you. Basically, if you're moving into a new office or a residence and you got to leave your current location before the new place is available, then this is a storage service for you. Load and hold trailers can work well for short or long term. They come, these really cool trailers, they load your stuff, they put it in a dry, warm place, and they wait. And when you moved in, here they come, and then they unload for you. Cowboy's the recommended mover. The guys who do the work, um, I've been around them a long time. And they're wonderful. And one of the cool things that they do, on a portion of every move, they go to Freedom Service Dogs, and that's really meaningful. But an estimate, if you're going to move the grand piano, you're going to move grandma, you're moving your home, if you're moving back to work or back home from work, load and holds, they'll come and they'll do the job, and they work hard from moves to loads to holds to storage. Cowboy, Colorado's recommended mover since 68, 303 Today, we go to the phones. We go to Jeff. You're on the radio show. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I wanted to talk about, so this morning we're talking about Trump and and I think the mistake of who he had at his uh, restaurant. And then you kind of talk to Alex Jones. And, you know, I think the biggest story of the week was, really about the Twitter thing and the suppression of the Biden stuff, right? So we're starting to see that come out. So I'm going to tie this all together. You're talking about the differences in, like, how people, like, with the shooters, right? Mm. And we're talking about manipulation or censorship. So, and then I'm going to circle back. You go to, like, an Alex Jones or Trump, and, and some of the stuff they say or they get out is the stuff that doesn't get out in the standard media. And, of course... You know, Alex Jones made that huge, stupid mistake. Sandy Hook makes this big mistake. And we're, you know, and, and rightfully so, they're getting slammed. But the, the bigger story is really, and it talks to your point, is look what Twitter is doing and these other media outlets. They are outright stomping on stories. And you're talking about, you're concerned about 
what's going to happen to the media, right? And I, mm-hmm. I agree with you. It's coming. It's going to happen, especially if, if Warnock beats Walker. You're right. We're going to see. We're going to go back into some crazy thing. But unfortunately, some of these things, like an Alex Jones or a Trump, they do get messages out that would not come out any other way. Well, Alex Jones, who I was around once, um, I didn't realize he had that much money. <laughs> that was number one. That guy's made a load. And I've been reading about it. He sells a lot of patent medicines and anti-COVID stuff. And he's just, he's an interesting character. But he, what he did to those parents in that school, I mean, it's, there's, I mean, I I don't have words for what he did. Well, I, I don't I don't disagree with you, and I you know I argue with my wife about this, but it's like you you have someone like an Alex Jones. If you would just stay on a on a certain straight and narrow path, right, and then he does the Sandy Hook thing, you pretty much blow yourself up for but life. But he can't. But but guys like that can't. I mean, history is replete with characters like that in the media. Um, okay, and 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 it's and, the same. And, yeah, it's the same thing with Trump. He does series, comes out, he announces, and then it's like his handlers allow this event to happen. And yeah, ask, ask saying, yourself, I, ask yourself legitimately. I've been running this in my head. Do you think he knew those guys were coming to dinner? I mean, it's hard for me to believe, as controlled as that resort is, and that. You know, when he comes in for dinner, people stand and applaud every night, and people pay money to have dinner with him. And um, I mean, his handlers, his babysitters, someone called them. They had to know who these guys were. And why the most toxic character probably on the front page in these last 10 days, two weeks, has been West. Why would you have dinner with him? I, I couldn't agree with yeah, you more. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sitting here scratching my head. Look, we're all looking for some kind of traction to fight what's coming here. Mm. And it really takes a lot of wind out of your sails when whether you like Trump or not, you mm. you want to hope for the best. And then you step on a landmine like that. And it's like now you have discredited all of us. Yeah. If there's anything you agree with or whatever, you have just... And the kind of stuff that West has been saying about Hitler, and I'm thinking as an you know, amateur reader of history, and someone made a remark that Hitler would have taken Kane's children because they're part African-American, part Anglo, that he would have murdered, or not him personally, but the Nazi movement would have murdered his children. And he doesn't know that? Well, isn't this part of the problem? You know, the moral compasses are broken, right? Please. yeah, I mean they're 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 out the window, and like I said, people are scrambling to gravitate to these icons wherever they are. You know, if you look at like an Alex Jones or a Trump or a Kanye West, and here here's where I'm going to go with this, Peter. Okay. I, I get it, and I agree with what you're saying. The problem, and this is like the other side of it, is a greater problem. If you can believe that, always I is. mean, when you look at always suppression, is. yeah, always is. How do we come out of this? Got to get a well. People are living in a dystopian yeah. situation, and it's easy well, to discredit each other. Well, the one thing I can, I leave you with, and this is a wonderful call, by the way, is technology. What what has happened to talk radio? 
what's happened to AM radio start there. And now it's, now it's happening with FM radio. And all these big radio outlets are making huge cuts. And now CNN is making huge cuts. MSNBC is making cuts. Something new, it's, it's Hegelian in the way of something new will emerge. And now we're looking at characters like Musk. We're looking at these media, um, mega media holders of the power that's beyond any power that William Randolph Hearst ever had or Joseph Pulitzer ever had. You know, those were the, those were the publishing gods of the 20s and 30s and 40s. And, and Musk has much more power than, than Pulitzer had. And what will happen? And my, my grandson uh, doesn't watch television. He's an he's he's online kid. And the only time he watches TV is as a sporting event. That's it. You know, and I find myself barely ever watching TV unless it's a movie or an event. How much television, how much television, Jeff, do you watch? You know, I watch a lot of stuff because I'm retired right now. Okay. Not a lot of television. I'm mostly looking for different things. And, you know, I've listened to you since the early 80s, and Thank I've you. watched how the censorship and the well, suppression. My heavens. my heavens. I mean, what they've done to you incrementally hmm. and what, you know, and this is why my hope is Elon Musk. I mean, he hmm. stores some of these people's platforms, but we, we are at a point now where. Well, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg has far more power than Pulitzer or Hearst had combined. Right. And then look at TikTok. Throw that, Thank you, you know, whatever that. Whatever's going on with TikTok yeah, and China. That's Chinese. We are being manipulated. And, you know, people, when you go back to your grandson or yeah. even our children, you know, you're a little older than I am, yeah. but it's like people don't read, they don't no. watch news, they don't research stuff. No, they and don't. They go by. We're down to like one or two sentence sound bites will now set the direction of a news narrative. Wow, this has been a tremendous call. When you were working, what did you do? I was a facility manager. You're, you're a bright man. You see it for what it is. Merry Christmas. We don't get a chance, man. Thanks, thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Um, Danny Kaplis's law firm. We were texting the other night, Dan and I. Danny believes the only lawyer in Colorado history, and it's true, to win five straight multi-million-dollar jury verdicts and motor vehicle crashes is him. Highly successful firm. The great lineup, including five former deputy DAs, now use their tremendous courtroom experience help survivors of serious crashes. Danny believes that talk's cheap, experience counts, results matter. The firm could be happy to share with you its track record. Uh, my family, you know, some things happened years ago, and Danny was the man. Capitalist Law says who you hire says a lot about you, everybody involved in the case. They suggest that you choose a law firm that shares your values. The firm believes its core values have been foundation of historic success, faith, integrity, hard work, and dedication. Dan Capitalist is a decent man. He's a good man. If you need help, it's a question first. 303-907-5003. Pick up the phone. 303-907-5003. The law firm, Kaplis, C-A-P-L-I-S, DanKaplisLaw.com. 303-907-5003. Good morning, everyone. It is 948, 12 minutes before the hour on a Saturday. 47 will be the high today. 25 tonight, 52 tomorrow. 45 on Monday. Looks like snow. 
looking ahead to a week from tomorrow, and it's going to be a good week leading into it. It'll be a cold day, but the uh, toy run. And we've been involved in the toy run for, I don't know, 20, 25 years. And the 36th Annual Children's Hospital Toy Run is back. And uh, Robbie Farrell from, uh, from Mount High will join us. We'll talk about it. But the toy run is back, and we'll be in it again this year. Abby Siegel for Colorado Gibbs Day and Dick Waters for a quick drop. When things break and don't work right, my friend Brad Apple, time, plumbing, heating, and electric for all your service needs. These are good guys. All right. The best easy-to-remember number for all your needs, 303 Plumber. That's it. 303 P-L-U-M-B-E-R. Denver Natives, Brad and Judy Apple own Time Plumbing, Heating, and Electric, licensed since 83. If your furnaces get old, it's not heating, well, finding out like it used to, Time Plumbing, Heating, and Electric can clean, service your furnace for 69 bucks. That's normally $120. Remember the number. If your furnace is getting old, not heating like it used to, this is a great time. Time Plumbing, Heating, and Electric, they have a blowout special on furnace replacements this month, get $2,000 off their standard pricing on reams or carrier furnace replacements. Also, they do financing at 62 bucks a month for a new furnace, and your old one gets recycled. They do all the work. Simply dial their easy-to-remember number, 303-PLUMBER. Mention my name, Peter's Plumber Special, for get the $2,000 off the furnace replacement this month. Remember, 303-PLUMBER, 303-PLUMBER, 303-PLUMBER. Dot com. Okay, we go to Don. Don, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Peter. Uh, I do want to talk about the uh, Club Q shooting, and yes, uh, definitely the, the narrative did not go the way that the, the left wanted, and I mean, in fact... I don't know. Just, I don't know. I see, it's weird, and I've been thinking about this. I can say this much. If this guy wore a MAGA hat, was a Christian, a Republican, a member of the NRA... You would know everything in the world about him. Do you agree? Agreed. I, I do agree. But but before, but before we knew all the facts, um, a lot of people on the left, especially the Freedom from Religion Foundation, was trying to go after uh, people of faith, and they and they did a press release with the headline: "Colorado Springs shows that religion fostered an animus." Mm-hmm. Against I saw that. LGBTQ yeah. must be. So I mean, but you know. The narrative doesn't work anymore, so it's well, being silenced. But, but I can't, yet they I, still want to help push the narrative. No, and but I, I, you know. But forget that for a second and come yeah. back to this: the Boulder shooter. Remember the Boulder shooter? Yeah. And he had driven thirty-six or thirty-seven miles from his home to that one specific uh, store, and from friends of mine that they had signs up. I, was, I think it was close to Passover, and they had kosher signs on on the windows. He drives all of that distance, and he must have passed many, many, many stores. And he went to, I could look it up at the break, 3600 Table Mesa Drive. And he kills all of those people. He takes his clothes off in the store. They apprehend him. Did you ever hear anything more after that? No. Why? Because uh, because apparently he's of um, Arab heritage and, and I, no, you're, but, we're, but you're you're guessing. I mean, and I'm I'm guessing too. Yeah. And the same thing. I have a really really very good friend in law enforcement who, you remember the um, the Muslim guy who went into the gay club in Florida and killed those people. 
he actually worked that case, and he told me that that guy had been in the club many times and probably, or a high degree of probability, actually had sex with other men. And then because something happened internally in terms of his um, upbringing, his religion, that he went back. And so this guy claims to be non-binary. Yeah. Well, I, mean, now, this, I'm, this, I, I don't know this. You talk about the politically correct yeah, eating their own. Well, well they're eating their own here. But my point is, or my question is, what are the odds that this killer, murderer, had been in that club before? And they, I, would, I and, would think so. And well, I don't know. And you, know, you have to be cautious here. Anderson Lee Aldrich. Now, he's got a crazy, loony grandfather. His mother's nuts. His father's, you know, there's all this stuff. His father was a UFC and fighter. He's dysfunctional, and he's oh, dysfunctional as well. He was a porn guy. He was a UFC fighter, you know, all this kind of stuff. And he'd made some threats before, and he made a bomb threat. So he's on the edge as well. But you don't know anything about him. We don't, yeah, we, we really don't. I mean, the only thing we know is that he claims to be uh, by gender fluid or Yeah, something, that. yeah. But why, is that his lawyer saying that for a defense, or is that for real? Well, that, that, that remains to be seen. But mm. one thing for sure is that the uh, left cannot run with the narrative that they want and to, to narrate well, and then try to continue to push he, whatever they're pushing. The one thing is for sure is, like I said, I always thought that the, the Muslim shooter in the Boulder Kings, I mean, they vanished him. I mean, he went into the gulag. You never saw him again. Yeah. And why? What, what was his motive? You, he, we don't even have a motive. Why he drove 30-plus miles to go into one store? I mean, he, how many stores did he drive did he by? For, did he work for that store in particular? Or no, no. I don't, I don't think he had any contact. Or was he shopping around to uh, well, you don't know. Store? I'm going to, it's, like, it's like the guy, the theater shooter. You know, what the... He uh, allegedly passed up other places because the theater he shot up was a gun-free zone that he, he knew. And I, I don't doubt that a bit. And, and he snuck the guns in. I mean, they don't have those uh, metal detectors and all that. This is on good faith. Oh, sure. You know? And so... Now, now, now the concert venues use metal detectors. Well, yeah. but he... he I mean, I, I, like I said, I look at these cases, and the one... The one really bizarre case always was that Vegas shooting where that guy uh, muled about 35 rifles inside of that hotel and started shooting those people, and there was never a motive. There was never a motive given. In most cases, you know, there's a reason why. But I, I'd be willing to bet that this guy had one of those Trump hats on and yeah. And, and remember, look at remember the guy that that shot up the abortion clinic. We knew everything about his life by sundown the next day. Of course, because the media yeah. supports Planned Parenthood and, it's, and they but support. It, but it also abortion is, rights. it's also law enforcement. Law enforcement isn't the the Boulder DA is not giving anything up. Um, they're not the Boulder cops aren't talking about this killer. I mean, forget the yeah. media for a minute. They're they're well, not they're, they're not and I do believe Boulder is one of the most politically correct. I mean I can't believe oh, that the oh, Ramses. Yes, it is, and I mean their their hands are tied. If, if oh, they sure. 
disagree with the uh, yeah, zeitgeist sure. of the boulder. Sure, and I can't believe the Ramseys have snuck back in, but my God, all you got to do is read the grand jury. The grand jury wanted to indict John and Patsy for the murder of the kid. There's nothing else more to it. Turn that card there, over. That's it. And a lot of and a lot of people like yourself believe that the Ramseys oh. have done it, but they've covered up their tracks well. Well, they sure, really... they they had they had a lawyer. They had lawyers. The cops were. I mean, it's it's for a whole other day. But the point of it is, um, now it's back in the news again that John Ramsey, of all people, who's complicit, is going to ask. Jared Polis to reopen the case. Jared Polis ain't going near that. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> nobody he, is. Nobody is. All right, man, you take care of yourself. Thank you. One. All right. On the other side, real quick with Dick Wadhams, and then we'll do more open lines. Robbie Farrow from uh, Mile High Harley Davidson, Abby Siegel. And it is a Saturday morning. 47 will be the high today, 25 tonight, 52 tomorrow. Coming up on Christmas, 710 KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.